0: Welcome to everyone. Welcome to everyone who's joining us on our podcast as well. Um, I think um we forget we forget about the podcast a bit, but um we do know we have received some great feedback from the podcasts, uh people that do tune in, and um we thank you for tuning in and, and joining us. Um every year, uh every year in our church, we start off with a motto. Um, it's not our, it's not our vision statement. It's not our mission statement, but it's kind of like a tagline that we have for the year. And this year, just, uh, the, the motto this year is something that I thought of many, many years ago. And I've just been waiting to use it because it's, 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 it's 2020. And the motto this year is vision 2020 to see God clearly. Because right? you can't use it for any other year, right? Because you can't go Vision 2019 to see God clearly because that's not perfect vision. Um, but that's our goal this year. If I was to say, uh, if someone was to ask me, Steve, this year, what's the goal of your church? Um, the goal of our church this year is, in all things, for us to be able to see God clearly. Because I don't think a lot of the time we do. I think uh, there is a lot of um, misconception about the way we view God, and the way we see God, and then that uh, that actually affects the way we see ourselves, and it actually impacts the way we see each other and the world as well. Um, this week I went to see uh, my local optometrist in Burwood, he's a good looking fellow, isn't he Jen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I do once a year to to get my eyes checked out. Um, And we take our kids there as well. And thank you to our government for Medicare. Um, But this year, we found out that uh, my daughter, uh, who's six, um, has astigmatism in her eye. Um, Astigmatism is a common vision condition that causes blurred vision. Right? Right? Now, a lot of people have it. A lot of people have it when they're younger and you can either train your eyes to, to get it or not. Um, hopefully. And so she's going to get some glasses and hopefully it gets better. It's, uh, if you've got perfect vision, which is vision, you know, which is 2020 vision, right? You've never really thought about, well, what does it mean to have blurred vision or what does it mean to have astigmatism, right? So I put up some photos here of what, what it's, it's, what it's like. Okay Now I don't have perfect vision um, I'm negative 2 Negative 2 Something like that But I know some people They're even worse You know Some people are like They're like borderline Legally blind I know your, your eyes are real bad What are you Negative Negative 4 Anyone worse than negative 4 Jen Negative 6.75 Not a competition Jen <laughs> Negative 6.75 did you put up your hand? Our optometrist himself has bad eyes. What are you? Oh! <laughs> I need to go to a different optometrist, man. <laughs> I don't trust it. Oh, man. If you take off, for the guys who, who seriously, who, who have, you know, defected vision, if you don't have glasses, that's what it looks like, hey. That's how bad it gets, hey. Like, not for me. I, mine's not as, huh? Is it worse than that? Okay, <laughs> well, this one? Is it worse than that? Jeez, should have got some better photos. One more. See, how annoying is that if that car hit your car and started driving off and you couldn't get the license plate because you just couldn't see? You know, I was reading about poor eyesight, uh, the idea of vision, and poor vision isn't just about blurred vision. It's not just, it doesn't just affect the way you see things, but it actually has other effects on your body. Now, yes, of course, the most obvious one is that you can't see properly, right? Like it's blurry or you have double vision or, you know, just, you know, things like that. But actually, there are other things that that happen when you don't have 2020 vision. Uh, one is uh, you can actually have pain and redness in your eye, your eyes, or whichever one that it's affecting. You know, for some people that have um, that don't have 2020 vision, it can lead to um, really bad headaches and really bad migraines, just because everything's blurry and you're seeing double. Um, overall, it leads to it can lead to declines quality of life which then also can lead to growing mental illness it's not just about being able to see clearly it's not like you you don't get glasses or you don't get contacts just because you you want to see clearly but it's actually because it affects the way you live your life your vision actually Uh, affects the way you think, the way you make decisions, the way you make judgment calls. That's how important your eyes are. It impacts the way we not just see ourselves, but also the way we see the world. Having poor eyesight can become a burden to you and actually can become a hindrance to those around you as well. It can prevent you from doing the most simple tasks like driving, or reading. It can lead you to make poor judgment calls. Or it can lead you to miss what's most obvious in front of you. That's why people get glasses. That's why we get our eyes checked and tested to get as close to 2020 vision. So that we don't live blind or vision impaired. Because at the end of the day, we want to see we want to see but i believe that this isn't just for our physical sight with our eyes but this is a great metaphor for our lives we want to live lives that uh, uh, we want to live a life uh, where we can see things clearly and i'm not just saying physically see things clearly but i'm saying in your life to be able to see the situation clearly to be able to see people clearly We don't want to be blind or vision impaired making us miss things or make poor decisions just because we didn't see the situation or we didn't understand what was going on. For example, if someone's going through pain at work, we want to be able to clearly see who is hurting and why they're hurting so that we can best help them in their time of need. Or it might be you that is hurting. Your heart might be hurting. You want to be able to see clearly yourself about what the problem is, why you're hurting. So that you can best address the problem. When our sight is not clear, we are unable to diagnose the real issues and we make decisions based upon blurred facts. Now, the story, the passage that I want to go to today is Luke chapter 18, verse 35 to 43, and it's a story about a blind man. And it's a story that many of us would already know if we've been going to church, but I want us to run through this story and see what it means to be able to see. The story starts in verse 35, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, Okay? Now that's the context of the situation, okay? Immediately, we see that this man's lack of vision actually dictated the way he lived his life. Because he could not see. Now, we're not talking modern day. We're we're talking back in the day of Jesus. If you could not see, it's not that you could go get glasses or it's not that you could go get help. It took out your ability to live what we would call a normal life. He couldn't get a job because he could not see. He couldn't move around because he could not see. So all he could do, all he could do was to sit on the, the side of the road and he would beg. And he would live off the generosity of those going back and forth from the temple. Now, this man did not want this kind of life. That's not the choice that he made, but because of his disability, he had no choice. It dictated the way he lived his life. But then we see a chance encounter, verse 36. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted, all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Now we assume that that this blind man, that all that he did was sit and beg. Someone, someone, one of his friends or someone generous enough would take this blind man, probably to the same spot every day, drop him off in the morning, And then in his kindness, we'll take him back at the end of the day. But this man would just sit there waiting for to receive the generosity of those that were passing by. But while he's sitting there, and we assume that he's been there for a while. While he's sitting there, he's also going to be hearing things. Right? He's also going to be hearing what is happening in town. Because people are walking by. He's, he's gonna overhear conversations. He's gonna, he's gonna overhear things that people are talking about. He would be in the know. Yes, he was blind. Yes, physically he, he couldn't see, but he would know what was going on in town. Who was in? Who was out? He would hear the latest gossip. Who was dating who? Who broke up with who? And at that point in time, when he was sitting there, hundred percent the number one story in town was about this guy called Jesus this guy called Jesus who came and he claimed to be the Son of God he claimed to be the Messiah he was healing people he was casting out demons he was feeding thousands of people this is who Jesus was and it's not and, and you've got to understand this man, It's not that when someone said to him, Hey, Jesus of Nazareth, there's this guy called Jesus. You know, he's been doing some stuff around the area. He's walking by. This blind man, even though he was physically blind, would know exactly who Jesus was because of what he had heard. He knew who Jesus was and he knew what Jesus could do. And so when they say to this man, a guy that Jesus is walking past, Immediately, this blind man, at the top of his voice, cries out to Jesus. Now, when we when we talk about a crowd was passing by, we're not talking like a crowd of fifteen. We're talking hundreds, if not thousands. And this blind man sitting on the side of the road, you can imagine that the, the sound, and 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 he just raises his voice to whatever he has, and he cries out to Jesus, he says, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me." And people around are like, come on, man. I, I can't even hear him. Why are you shouting? And they, they try to just put him in his own limitation. Look, you're just a beggar. You that's, that's all who you are. That's all you know. So you just shh while Jesus walks past. And yet this blind man goes another level and screams even louder to, to get the attention of Jesus. Ironically, even though this man's eyes were blind, the blind man could see who Jesus was. And that's why he continued to desperately cry out. Verse 40, Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see he replied. Jesus stops and asks this man the most important question that this man has ever been asked. What do you want me to do for you? The blind man responds, Lord I want to see. Lord I want to see. Now it seems like a very simple answer. It seems like a very obvious answer but there's so much more into this response and The first word, Lord, the word Lord means one possessed of absolute control. Back in the the day when there were masters and slaves, the slaves would call the master Lord, Lord of the house. And it was a term of respect and reverence, and it was a term of acknowledgement of who the master was. Has this blind man ever met Jesus? No. No. And yet, when faced to face with Jesus, he starts with the word Lord. Why? Because even though he couldn't see Jesus, he knew Jesus. In one sense, it's like saying it like this. Even though he couldn't see Jesus, he could see Jesus. Sorry for everyone on the podcast, You you won't understand. I'll just emphasis on the word. Lord. It wasn't sir. It wasn't brother. It was Lord. He humbled himself before one that he truly believed possessed absolute control. The blind man knew his place before Jesus. And secondly, the simple answer of, I want to see. If another man had walked by and and the blind man and, and, and stopped at the blind man and said, Excuse me, sir, what can I do for you? The blind man may have said something like, Please give me some money. Please buy me some lunch. Please buy me some new clothes. And yet, when it comes to Jesus, he asks something that he believed that Jesus could do. He asked something because of everything that he had heard about who Jesus was. He was able and bold enough to ask something that Jesus, he believed that Jesus could do. He was able to submit himself under the authority of Jesus because he knew who Jesus was and he was able to ask Jesus to do this miracle and give him the gift of sight. Verse 42, Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. And just as the man believed who Jesus was and what Jesus could do, Jesus did exactly that. It's not that he had just heard about who Jesus was. It's not that he had just heard about what Jesus could do. But he came to a place in himself that would submit himself under the lordship of Jesus, believing that he was the absolute controller of the universe. And he asked. And it was that faith, that belief, faith, believing something that you can't see right It was that faith that healed him. That's what Jesus says. Your faith has healed you. And then what happens? Well, his whole life changes. His whole perspective of life changes. His view of himself changes. He's no longer disabled. Now, what would be interesting is if you kept reading the story... And then the, next, the very next day, the, the blind man who had been healed was there once again, begging on the side of the street, even though he had been healed, So you don't read that part, but if you had read that part, you would think to yourself, the blind man has not understood what has happened. There's been major life transformation. And yet he just goes back. But that's not what happens. And that's why it's so important for us to be able to see clearly. It changes the way we view ourself. It changes the way we view our world. And it changes the way we view God. This man may have been physically blind, but his actions showed that he could see clearly who Jesus was. And because of that, his life was transformed. As we begin 2020, let me ask you, how's your eyesight? How's your eyesight? Now, I'm, talk- I'm not talking about your physical eyesight. You got a problem. You go to build Westfield Level 1 Eye Concepts. Doesn't work on Sundays and Fridays. <laughs> If you got, if, if you need contact lenses, go see him. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the eyes of your heart. I'm talking about the way you see yourself. I'm talking about the way you see God. I'm talking about the way you see your neighbor. I'm talking about the way you see your children. I'm talking about the way you see 2020. What are you ready for? What do you got plans? What do you got dreams? How do you see it? How do you see it? Is it blurry or is it clear? Do you have a disease? You got astigmatism? Or is it 2020 clear? Let me ask you in 2020, do you know what you're doing? Do you have good plans? Do you know who you want to hang out with, who you don't want to hang out with? Do you do you have goals? Do you have dreams? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what lies ahead? Do you know what kind of person you want to be? Let me put this to you, friends. If you want the best 2020, what you want is clarity. You want to be able to see clearly. And if you want to see clearly, the best way to see clearly, the first and the most important step, just like the blind man, is to open the eyes of your heart and it's to see God. Only when we see God clearly will we, ab- will we be able to see ourselves clearly. Only when we see God clearly will we be able to see the world clearly. Only when you see God clearly will you know exactly what your life is meant to be. In 2020. Without that, your vision is blurry. Your decisions will be made on blurred vision. Your direction will be based on a a picture that is not clear. But the first step is to see God clearly. If you want the best for 2020, the question is not what should I be doing this year, but the question should be what does God want me to do this year? It's not about what do I want in 2020, but it's the question of what does God want for me this year? On our own, on our own, The best vision that we get is a sinful, broken vision. That's as clear as we get on our own. People ask me, Steve, if you weren't a Christian, what kind of a life would you be living? And that's a very interesting question to ask because I feel like when people ask me that question, they already know what the answer is because they're already judging me. But I, I, I know, I know without a doubt, if I did not have God in my life and if I was the God of my life, I would not be making great decisions because I'm a horrible God. I am, you know, just blurry vision on top of blurry vision, which would lead to bad mistakes and bad decisions, which would lead to bad consequences and just horrible car crash over car crash. I know that. I know that. And so I know that for me, the best thing, actually the most crucial thing, the most essential thing is for me to see everything through God and allow God to be my eyes, allow God to open the eyes of my heart and for me to push everything through Him because that's how I see clearly. The first step of seeing God clearly is to see jesus clearly john 18 uh, john 8:12 8, says when jesus spoke again to the people he said i am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life 2 Corinthians 4, 6, for God, who said, let light shine out of, out out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. For us to see God clearly, we must see Jesus clearly. Jesus uses the idea of light and darkness. Ultimately, what Scripture tells us is that when we don't have Jesus in our lives, then we are ultimately walking in darkness. Now, it's one thing to have blurred vision. It's one thing to have, you know, double-sided vision. It's another to to try to live your life in complete darkness. But that's what life is without Jesus. Jesus. You don't have a clear view of God. You don't have a clear view of yourself. You don't have a clear view of the world. You don't have a clear view of anything. All you have is darkness. And the irony is, the the world we live in, so many people who live in darkness think that they know what they're doing. They think they know where they're going. And you're like, dude, you're blind. Without Jesus, we can never know the fullness of who God is is you know some of us have been coming to church for a while and yet things are blurry and yet things are not as clear and it's because you don't know jesus personally yet you might know a little bit about jesus you might know a little bit about who jesus is a little bit about who what he did and and his life and his death you might know bits and pieces but you don't know him personally and so you still live in the darkness You're still trying to ask yourself questions like, well, what's the purpose of my life? What's the meaning of my life? What's the direction of my life? What am I meant to be doing with my life? And you're still trying to work it out in the dark. But it's when you meet Jesus personally, not just know about him, not just read about him, but know him personally, that that you'd be in a a personal relationship with Jesus. That's when the light comes and you we are enlightened that's when the world becomes illuminated and we get to see. It's life transforming. It's as big as a blind man receiving sight. Now, if you're not there yet, please don't feel like, what oh, I'm not there yet. I don't, I don't feel like this soul, you know enlightenment and you know i don't really know and all these questions it's okay it's week one it's 52 weeks this year guys It's a it's a nice long 52 week year we're going to talk a lot about this i'm really excited this year um we, we've got our sermon series planned out this year we're, we're going to be in john we're going to be in exodus we're going to finish off revelation there's a lot of great series coming up this year and i hope that you're ready for that but at the end of the day, we're going to spend every, every Sunday talking about Jesus. Because it's only through Jesus that we can see God clearly. And it's only when we see God clearly when we'll see ourselves clearly. If you're not there yet, don't panic. That's what the church is here for. That's why we're here, is to journey together. Everyone's on a different stage of this journey. When we do it together, that's when we're the best. Friends, I pray that this year would be a great year for you. Uh, Even in our church, um, it's a very exciting year. Um, We've got babies popping, you know, you know, in a few months' time. Um, We got we got wedding bells ringing, you know. There's a few like I I always joke I don't have the gift of prophecy, which is you know which is a good thing because me with the gift of prophecy would cause chaos. Um, But but I always joke and I have this number. Of how many weddings and how many babies. And uh this year, and I said this last year, and I said, I reckon we're going to have three babies, and this is in our church, three babies and three weddings. Now, already we know of two babies coming in Feb. So I, I think there's one more. Um, and we already know of two weddings. And so all the single people are praying that they are that final wedding. You know, just... We've got some really exciting stuff this year as a church. Uh, build's gonna kick off in a few months time. You know, that, that's, that's gonna be really phenomenal. That's gonna be really exciting. We've got our anniversary this year, uh, first week of June. Um, we're gonna do something. You know, last year we had our friendship banquet and that went off. This year we're gonna go to a new place. Brand new place. And I reckon this year's anniversary, and I always say this, but this has the potential We could get on TV. I'm just saying. I reckon we could, okay? I'm just putting it out there. You know, I hope this year is an amazing year for you. I hope that this year is the best year you've ever had. I hope that this year for your family is the best. I hope that just great things happen. I I hope that there is blessing upon blessing upon blessing over your life this year. But I also know reality bites. And for every blessing this. Usually a down part to it as well. And I don't hope this for you. I don't, I don't hope that, that you go through trouble. I don't hope that you go through stress. I don't hope that you go through, um, you know, struggles with your addiction. I, I don't hope you go through relationship breakups. I don't hope for that. But statistics will show. We live in a broken world. We're a bunch of broken people. This stuff's gonna happen. But what I hope for, Is whether you're in the good, whether you're on top of the mountain, screaming, celebrating life. Or whether you find yourself in the valley, in the deepest, darkest parts. Regardless of where you find yourself this year. I hope that you can see God clearly. Because that's the answer. No matter what situation you find yourself in this year. If you can see God clearly. If you can see him clearly, you'll see what he's doing. You'll see his purposes. You'll see his plans. And that will get you through. That will get you through. So that's what I'm praying for you uh, over our church this year. That this year would be Vision 2020 to see God clearly. No matter what happens. No matter what happens this year. I pray that we will see God clearly. Amen.